Today is September 20th, 2018. You're listening to Hold My Whistle. Today we're talking about my buddy Foy's birthday. I got a brand new puppy. Thursday night football, Browns versus Jets. We got a wolf in the hen house in Minnesota. And we got baseball's National League West standings. I'm Paulo. I'm Foy. Let's get into it. Sean, happy birthday. Thank you. It was uh, it was Monday, but uh, it's a little late. But it's in between our episodes. Hey, you know, I'll take it. And I I, m- I missed your shindig. I was under the weather. Yeah, you sounded like shit. I was nasally last week. I don't know if you're you know super nasally. And so I I needed a day of rest, and it came on your birthday celebration. Yeah, we just barbecued and watched football all day. It was uh it was a good day. Yeah. So I'm happy for you. And how old are we now? Thirty four. Thirty four. So I thought, hey, we're the numbers guys. We always knows numbers. Who is a notable number 34? Walter Payton. Walter Payton's a great 34. Bo Jackson. Yeah, I think uh, Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley, yeah. Sir Charles. Uh, Hakeem Olajuwon. Oh, that's a great one. Uh, was it Shaq in L.A.? No, was he 30? No, yeah, he might have been. Yeah, I think he was 34. Yeah. Was he? Or was he 32? Still? No, 32. He was in... in that was, that was in Orlando. Orlando. Right. Uh, let's see. It's a great big man number. Earl Campbell? Or was he 32? It's it's on it's in there. He he's a big guy though too. Yeah, Ernest Biner, Cleveland Browns. Oh, the fumble. Yes, the fumble. Uh, f- no, Franco Harris was thirty-two. Uh, that's good for thirty-four. I like it. I'm not gonna lie. Thirty-three was a great year for me. It was my golden number for my birthday. Right, that is your actual number. That was my actual number. And people try to say it's all downhill after that. If you actually had a number, and after you celebrate that birthday. But uh, I'm feeling pretty lucky because 33 was my original number. 34 could be a good year, but then I come to 35, and that was college my, number. That was my college right. number. So you know, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get it twice. So I'm hoping for good things for the next <laughs> couple of years. Yeah. Uh, any cool presents? Um, my daughter got me a nice pair of reef sandals. They're brown leather. They're super comfy. Ooh. They just need to get broken in a little bit. No, no useless tools. Uh, no useless tools. Um, the wife is going to get me my extended magazine for my shotgun. So when I go to Arkansas, I can shoot nine rounds. What is it? It's what's the, the hunting group you're going to go see in Arkansas? Uh, we are going to Habitat Flats. Okay. That's right. In Northwestern. Those videos are insane that you showed me. Oh dude. It, it. I'm I'm hoping it's just a fraction of that. I remember the videos we were going to the the coaching clinic at Costa Mesa, and I was like, "What are those black clouds doing?" They're like, "Those aren't clouds, man. Those are those are geese. Those are just birds flying, just by the hundreds and hundreds. No millions, right? It's there, there are thousands and thousands and you thousands. just just point up and shoot. Pretty much. I'm looking forward to three solid days of blowing my shoulder out from shooting so much. <laughs> And what part? Uh, what time of the month? What time of the year are you going? What month? Uh, third week in February, we'll be going to Arkansas. Good times, man. Well, happy birthday. Well, thank you. I appreciate 34. it. Thirty-four. Uh, big news in the Agloni household. We got a new member, a little puppy named Gemma. Yeah, super excited. She's a Catahoula Collie mix. Yeah, as if you don't need any more things to worry about. I love her so much already. Yeah, just we cuddle. She's cool. She don't. She already knows how to pee outside most of the time. Most of the time? Most of the time. She's already climbed out of her pen that I've created for her. She's a climber. Yeah, that's not good. Uh, 
Just like I said, you said she learned how to jump over stuff. That's not good. She's going to be jumping over your fence nonstop. She's going to be trained well. She knows. Oh, okay. We're going to get that electric collar in my shocker a little bit. Well, I think she might need it. Well, I mean, it, well, the you know, I don't, I at first didn't want to be that person, but what I've read is you only have to do it for like a week or two. Yeah, and they get it. If they don't learn by then, they're just dumb. Yeah. Don't want to put her down, but might not keep her. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. it's, I haven't ever had a puppy. Yeah. It's been a long time, and it, it, it's worked. Don't get me wrong. But there's, I've never... I, I get more mushier with the puppy than when I had my son. <laughs> like, oh, kisses. Yeah, right. <laughs> and she gets, she already gets excited when I come home from work. Yeah. She's, you know, so it's, it's fun. Yeah, I, I just... You guys are nuts. Fucking one-and-a-half-year-old... A brand new puppy, a baby in what two months? Three, yeah, end of end of December. Yeah, but even the ba- Lincoln loves the puppy already. Of course he hey, does. Have you seen his face? He looks like fucking Edward Scissorhands. <laughs> she has scratched him up so bad. Oh, I bet. Oh, her little nails and teeth, and she but probably gnaws on his face. Oh, he goes right in for it too. Oh, he loves it. He snuggles. But yeah, no, I love having a puppy. And there's what's cool about it too is the people we got her from. They had like three litters, 25 puppies. Wow. Something crazy. And so the puppies that she's been growing up with, her brothers and sisters are all around the valley. Oh, that's cool. So hopefully, you know, we go to the dog park or something. We see, a couple, we, we know a couple of the owners who have. Uh, well, that, that'll be cool. You know, so it's, it's not too bad. Yeah. So just add, add into the crazy Puppy love. I got that puppy love. It's cool. Add into the craziness. And I named her Gemma after the mom from Sons of Anarchy. It was going to be Gemma or Peg. <laughs> you know, Peg Bundy's also she hey, same same lady to me. Kathy Kathy Siegel yes. really making a comeback. Oh yeah, and actually the the new show, you know, her husband doing the Mayans. I, have you have you caught up with that at all? I haven't watched any of it. I watched the first three episodes. I think it's um, slowly progressing, but so far so good. Really? Oh yeah. I just I just can't get into it. You know, I I really enjoyed Sons, but you know, I just haven't got to Mayans yet. No, Mayans is good. I'm I'm liking it, you know. I just want to find out all these uh, made up towns that they live in and everything. And have well, have you noticed in San Inez how since they had a biker rally about three weeks ago, and now San Inez and the Maverick are is just a biker mecca now. Well, I drove to Long Beach today to pick up my shot to pick up my shotgun. You drove to Long Beach? Yeah, because oh, wow. uh, Larry the Greek, one of Josh's buddies. Big shout out to Larry the Greek if you're listening. Um, he has a powder coat shop. And he Cerakoted my uh, my Benelli and Tony's Beretta. So Cerakoting, is that like powder coating? or yeah, Pretty much. Uh, what it does is is they take all the metal pieces and then they powder coat it with this Cerakote stuff. And what it, what does, it does... Does it bake on too? Yeah, so, pretty okay. much. Um, it essentially weatherproofs your gun. So it makes it more water resistant. And, you know, being an avid waterfowler... Um, I find myself in situations where my gun's going to get wet and it's going to stay wet or it's in mud, like wet dirt. Right. And, you know, anything I can do to prevent like wear and tear on my gun. Does it help it last longer too? Just it's it, overall lifespan? Um, I, in my opinion, I would imagine so. Um, you know, it's, it's like, um, you're going to protect, you're protecting against the rust from, from the water buildup right. and, you know, there's certain places like when I hunt down south at the in the Salton Sea, um, it's really tough. You know, like it's super salt, like oh, super yeah. salty water. It could rust up and everything. Oh right? yeah, my uh, my Remington took a beating down there. So 
I'm hoping with the Cerakote, you know, it, it'll definitely prolong my gun's life. Because, you know, it's an expensive gun. You know, I spent a lot of money on it, and I want it to last. Well, yeah, you know, I think when, when I met all my friends that are hunters and outdoorsmen, I started buying quality stuff. I won't say expensive stuff, but quality stuff is pricier. Yeah. Oh, and you want to take care of your stuff. Definitely. And, I, you know, actual guns and your equipment that you use to hunt have to be top of the line or, or kept in condition with top of the line stuff. You know, one thing my, my uncles always told me was, is if you take care of your stuff, it'll last you a lifetime. And, you know, to, to go back to that, you, you buy higher quality products and you take care of it, they're going to last you a long time. It's like when you buy a nice chest. You can you can save money by buying a Coleman. Don't get me wrong, Coleman ice chests are hey, good. I grew up with well, at least thirty Coleman in my lifetime. Yeah, exactly. Coleman Coleman's a decent product, but with the evolution of the cooler game, it's like yet Yeti, in my opinion, is still at the top of the class. I have like four different Yetis, and it keeps things colder. It lasts longer. I mean. Granted, they they cost an arm and a fucking leg, but you know yeah. it's worth every penny. And like for me, like I remember being like a, a super cheap like Ross shopper, and I still am for certain things. Oh yeah, but when you buy a good pair of denim or a pair of Carhartt pants or a Carhartt jacket, it's gonna for last. Me, it's one of those things that just lasts. It's like ah, uh, do I spend the extra cash? Yeah, you I want to have this jacket till I'm fifty. Yeah, you might as well, right? So spend the cash. Yeah, yeah. So that's cool. Sarah coat the gun. Yeah. How, so, how, is it just your first weapon that you've had? Yes, yeah, it's, it's the first. It's the first thing I've seen. Are, are you gonna just try to get get the rest of your my, arsenal? My, my arsenal, probably not. Um, my uh, just the stuff that you're gonna take waterfowling. Uh, pretty much, it's the only thing that's gonna have to deal with the elements like that. Uh, my backup gun, uh, my Benelli pump that I shoot for my backup. It's already got like um, I don't know weatherproof. It, it, it's I don't know if it's weatherproof, but it's got like a a plastic outline uh, liner on it already, a mm. hard plastic that's like binded to the gun and it already does the job of protecting the outside. So I really only have to worry about some of the inner mechanisms of it. So I, I'm not that worried about it. Yeah. I think if I get to go to the hunting trip in January, which I'm not really quite sure yet because of my life yeah. happening, the ba- the baby, I well, I want to get my first shotgun and yeah. I just want to make sure I get some, you know, Again, the same conversation we're having. I want to get something quality that'll last me a long time. There's there's a lot of good options out there. You know, it just it all depends on what you want to spend. Right. You know, you you can go a multitude of directions. I, there's some there's some shotguns out there that are just ridiculously priced. Oh yeah, I mean, I had no idea. Really, I thought there was like a, a certain range, but I didn't think it was that high. Yeah, for a shotgun. Yeah, I mean, and those are like more competition guns, right? Yeah. Once you once you get into the really expensive guns, that's more like. The trap competition guns, you know, it's the over under Benelli's, like they're more European based guns, like uh, Italy. Uh, I want to say there's some French ones in there, but you know, waterfowling, you can go and you can go a lot of ways. You know, Remington makes some good and expensive quality guns. Benelli is always a good choice. It's going to cost you more if you go with the auto loader as opposed to the to the pump action. Pump, pump action you're always going to save money on so yeah. it's 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 really your preference at that point all right well that's our update on on getting your guns powder coated happy birthday thank you not a problem all right well hey let's get into the show with our starting lineups mm-hmm. 
Sean, who is in your starting lineup this week? Uh, God, it pains me to say it. It really does. I am not an SEC guy. And just the fact that I'm going to mention this just irks me. It, it's two weeks in a row. I, you know, I, I, two I, weeks I, in a row. I, I have to. I mean, watching the way they've been playing and just fucking dominating people. The Alabama Crimson Tide, hands down the best team in the country right now. Phenomenal. They are so fun to watch. They are just going out and beating people down in every facet of the game. I mean, it's like nobody is even close to their level. It's like the only team that beats Alabama this year, in my opinion, is themselves. Like right. they have to come out and shit the bed. Like literally just not show up, not care. You know, and we've talked about the two quarterback system that they're doing. Both numbers for both quarterbacks could be a winning quarterback in two separate games. Yeah, it's impressive. Um, two, I can never. Your turn. Tua Tagovailoa. <laughs> One of these days I'm going to get that. Tua Tagovailoa. Close enough. <laughs> the, uh, the Islander kid. Yeah. I'm not sure if he's Hawaiian, Samoan, or Tongan. I'm not going to throw that out there and uh, offend any of but our But he is playing our poly awesome listeners. football. Oh, he's playing great. He is the, one of the best college quarterbacks I've ever seen. Really? You're going to take it that far? He doesn't even He plays minimal reps, and he hits home runs. He's got a great release. He puts the ball he's in good fearless, spots. man. Oh, yeah. And he commands the offense. It just... And they don't really have that premier back like they normally do. They're no. just their pounding line is, it out. Their line is solid, though. Oh, yeah, their O-line. And their defense, their like def- always. Always. It's like the old Baltimore Ravens, always stacked on defense. You know, mediocre offense. But Alabama can score points. They can stuff you. I mean, it's just, they are the complete package, and they are just rolling. And I don't see anybody and This is the up. most innovative I've seen them. Because most of the time when you get Alabama, and it's just classic, run the ball, control the field, control the clock. Rundown, you know, with the arm they have now, well, it's, and they mix it up and they, you know, they're pulling, you know, QBs in and out. It's it's, it's exciting to see. Well, it's Sarkeesian's second year as the OC there, isn't it? Yeah, because it's the second year that um, Kiffin's been gone. Kiffin's been gone. Yeah, um, Sark's doing. Remember some, how dramatic that used to be? Oh man, it was like always. Like, I don't know what Kiffin it is about is. Kiffin, but he's he's just. I don't I don't know what it is about him. It's cocky, you white love privilege. You love to hate him. Right. I mean, he's just that guy. But just Alabama I I, I still can't Roll Tide. I still can't believe I'm saying it. It's just they are hands down the best team in the country. You know, watching watching Pac twelve play, it's it's like J V football out there right now. Nobody's playing well. Oregon looks okay. They're already at like peak performance looking. You know, oh, they yeah. look like late in the season. Yeah. Alabama's midseason form. Or or I mean, coming out of the Pac twelve, Oregon looks okay. Uh Washington, I'm not impressed with. Jake Browning has not played well. You know. Yeah, I wasn't I was down on SC and I know they didn't pull one out, but they I I was more impressed with them against Texas this week. <sighs> I you know, it I wasn't great, but it I think compared to the other conferences we should be pulling some weight. We should be doing pretty well. Yeah, I, you know, I'm I'm just not sold yet on them. They're young, they're super young, so this this could be the growing pain season. It might be for a them. tough Pac-12 year. I think as oh, far yeah. as the, the UCLA's tr- fucking trash. Chip Kelly's zero and three. Did you see freaking uh, Oregon State lost to Reno? Yeah, that, uh, local kid. Local kid Toa Tawa scoring a tub, rushed for like eighty yards. Threw a pass. Yeah, he's thrown he's thrown two passes this it's, year. You know, he, he hurdled a kid. 
Yeah, that was pretty tight. Um, Arizona. Didn't, didn't Josh have a starter for the Seahawks that he coached? Yeah, Keem King. Yeah, he mentioned that, and I saw I saw him getting reps for the Seahawks. He got burnt for a touchdown, but he started, and you know the kids in the league. Good yeah, for him. Yeah, exactly. Getting a paycheck. Good for yeah, him. Akeem King out of Napomo. Good for you, buddy. Um, you know, back to that Pac-12 com- conversation. It's like Arizona, Kevin Sumlin. They they look terrible. Yeah. They yeah they beat up on Southern Utah. Utah. Utah looks bad too. Utah, Utah is like hitting, hit and miss, miss, right? Right. The, like honestly, Herm Edwards has got some things going at Arizona, Arizona State. Looks- except they lost to San Diego State last week. I mean, you got UCLA losing to Fresno State. We're Pac-12 is just losing to shit opponents yeah. right now. Colorado's playing good ball of all teams. Fucking Colorado. I always forget that they're in the Pac-12. Right. I, mean, I always wish it was Fresno that made it. Uh, Fres- Fresno, and to me, Fresno State, like, once Pat Hill left, you know, they lost that edge because Pat Hill was a guy that would take his team anywhere, line up against any team, didn't matter the rankings, and they'd be in for a dogfight, no right. matter what the standings were. It's been, remember, they used, the good SC teams, the oh, good... dude. They went to war, and it dog was, fights. It was a battle. from And the V on their helmet... But everyone come to see them. Oh, dude! I mean, that was like Ryan Matthews and yeah. um, the young, the older car, David Carr, and it was it was fun to watch. Fresno yeah. State, like in that late '90s to mid 2000s Pat Hill era, it was it was incredible. What are they? Mountain West Conference. Yeah, Mountain West. The Mountain West, and they were just giving people the run for the for their money. Oh yeah, and they were producing pro athletes. Oh yeah, like and I think as of two years ago. They were three-year Mountain West champs with incredible records. Oh, yeah. Just solid records. But, well, yeah, that's what the Derek Carr, the Derek Carr years. Yeah. Um, they, they, they definitely get some guys. They're just, you know, on that low. Who was his end. receiver that they, he had that came out, too? It was a high draft pick. Oh, um, oh shit. Is it uh, Devontae Adams? Oh, yeah. I want to say it was Devontae Adams. Could. There you go. So... So that that that's my starting lineup for the week. Roll Tide. We I don't know how we went on that tangent <sighs> on the Roll Tide. Unfortunately, <laughs> Roll Tide. Who do you got, Paulo? All right. So I mentioned it last episode, but Ryan Fitzpatrick, quarterback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, killing it. The man, and I love his swag. Oh, dude! On top of the, let's just talk about the press conference. <laughs> he's wearing Deshaun Jackson's outfit. <laughs> well, he he's doing a great. Conor McGregor impersonation. Oh, so good. Full chest hair. <laughs> and that beard. The, it, there's just hair everywhere. Dollar Shave Club or Dollar Beard Club need to endorse this man right now. He needs to start getting paid. Oh, yeah. Because he's been, you know, don't get me wrong, he was a backup for a little bit here and there. But when he was with the Jets and the Bills, he was kind of an overachiever at, 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 those, at those places, too, even though he was... He's a journeyman. He, you're right. He needs, he's the truth. He's got um, a great arm. Four touchdowns in each game, you know, and, you know, all these ESPN rankings, fantasy rankings, they doubt him every week. Oh, yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. He has a tougher, tougher game this week. They play um, the Steelers on Monday night, I think. But, you know, they, they opened with two tough games. They played the Saints, and then they went, in, they went to Philadelphia and whooped on the, the Eagles. And he is, like again, like I said, his attitude on the field, his swag, his, the, how the team Oh, you he, know, he definitely up. rallies the team. Absolutely. And it's just fun to watch. Yeah. And, you know, I love D-Jack. 
And he's brought D-Jack out of the, you know, he, he, I, everyone he thought D-Jack resurrecting was. Resurrecting his career. Oh, the speed is still there. Oh, yeah. It's, Dude, he, why not? He's had a 75-yard touchdown yeah. in both games. Right. Home runs, and it's, it's, it's fun to watch. And they're doing it with lack of a running game. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Peyton yeah. Barber not touching the ball all that much, but they're, they're scoring 27. They scored 27 last game against the Eagles, high-rated defense. And then they scored 48 against the Saints, whose defense isn't all that bad. Uh, ESPN top 10 defense coming into the season. Hey, if they put up those kind of numbers against the Steelers, you know. Well, the Steelers' defense hasn't looked great. Look what happened with KC against them. Uh, Dude, Mahomes threw six tubs against them. Right. There's another guy right there, dude. Home run hitter. Gun slinger. My favorite throw. Great weapons, though. Oh, yeah. Great weapons. My favorite play from Mahomes so far this year was in the opening game against the Chargers. He was doing some kind of right action across his face, and he's reading, reading, reading. He pulls it, cocks back, and throws his sidearm slant to Tyreek Hill, like on the a sl- rope. Yes, the sidearm. Wow. On a rope, in stride, and Tyreek houses it. I mean, that throw from that angle with that action, with the pressure coming, it was, it was a pretty remarkable throw. Oh, yeah. And for how accurate it was, too. Oh, yeah, right on the money. You know, does he practice that? Does that a high-level quarterback like that sidearm it that often? I'm sure. I'm sure he does. It's pretty cool. But, again, going back to the Pittsburgh game, all the stuff that's happening over there with Antonio, Le'Veon, the the tweets, trade me, and, you know. It's turning into a shit show. It's a great time to jump on this Ryan Fitzpatrick, a.k.a. Fitz, ma- can't really say it right now. Oh, you can't say the Fitz magic. You can't say Fitz magic because that's patented, right? Yes. <laughs> Minka Fitzpatrick. Minka Fitzpatrick. Dude, you've done nothing in the NFL, and now you've already trademarked something. And his mom. <laughs> you know, don't get me wrong. I like the business ambition, but for me, it's funny too. I was like, oh, Minka, and all I think about is Minka Kelly, the the hot chick from Friday Night Lights, the TV show. <laughs> She's the big dirt jeter. Yeah. Super hot, and I was like, Minka. I was like reading. Like, oh no, <laughs> the dolphin. Yeah, right. <laughs> what would he do? Nothing. And he trademarked freaking Ryan Fitzpatrick's nickname, Fitzmagic, yeah. that now, he's had for a while. Ju- now he's just Fitztorious, which is awesome. That's just as good. I love how he just rolled off of it. Oh yeah, you know. But you would think because with his Harvard education, yeah. Like, hey, maybe I should patent this one, bro. He he's marketing himself well. Yeah. And Tampa, what a cool place! Yeah, they're you know? doing they're doing they're doing well. Let's let's just wait to see how the second half of the first quarter of the season goes. Yeah, I don't. It's, there's gonna, I you know what's it's cool right now, but there's probably going to be drama in a couple of weeks when you get uh, Jameis option back. Yeah, well, I mean, as an organization, what do you do? You know, if he goes out and wins versus the Steelers, and I don't know who they have the next week. I know I know they have the Browns in there somewhere. The Browns, Which we'll get on in a little bit. Yeah, I, I think they have the Browns. No, they have the five. Bears and then the Falcons. So so you look at that and it's like if he can win three or four. Those are but in the a row, Bears are tough D right now. Bears are playing good D. If he can come out and win and Winston comes back, you don't bench the hot hand. No. I mean Win Winston to me is on the outside looking in. He's licking his fingers for that victory <laughs> like he did in his That pre- W. That W, how good it tastes. And he's watching. He's watching from the sidelines. And if I'm the Bucks, you know, you're going to create some cap space and you're going to get rid of Jameis, you know, 
Fitz will be the guy. You can always draft somebody next year and you write it out like that because is Fitz, is Fitz the organizational guy, the number one guy, the franchise guy? Probably not. You know, Fitz could be, you know, he reminds me of and, and uh, is uh, Smith. He could be an Alex Smith. Yeah. He could get a decent contract, go to a Washington or somewhere, knock out a couple of years, help, help out a rookie. Exactly. You know, help mentor him and, and get, get him up. Yeah. But at, and if he does get rep, he's going to produce. Yeah. You know? So he's been in enough systems. He he's knows, a smart guy. He knows what he's doing. He can throw the rock. He can run a little bit still. He's healthy. Yeah. I mean, you know, what, what more do you want out of the guy? Yeah. So, hey, that's my starter for the week. Ryan's for Patrick. Super stoked to see you on there. And that's one guy. I know I said Jay Cutler would be fun to hang out with. Scratch that. <laughs> I want to hang out with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Nice, nice. <laughs> All right, let's get into our Riding the Pine segment. Sit down. Sit. Sean, what you got? Uh, I, I'm going a different direction this week. Last week, I went to the movies with my daughter and her boyfriend. We like scary movies. We went and watched The Nun. I, that- lo- I love scary movies. Okay. And... I had decent expectations for this because it's from the Conjuring universe because there's a Conjuring universe Dude, now. For, you know what's crazy about the scary... I love scary movies too. I almost... It's almost too scary for me when it gets religious. I, I, I just would like... My, my grandma would come into mind and she's super religious. She always blesses me before I shoot. I could be going to next door neighbors. Me, they'll come over here. <laughs> and she'll cross up my forehead and send me off. So I got a little, little religious uh, vein going through my body, you know? So when I used to watch, you know... Whichever one of exorcism or, or exorcist or any of those, you know, demons in this, I'd be like, oh, a little scary. Don't <laughs> want to go to sleep at night. Right. You know? Um, so I, I watched this movie, and the way it plays out is, like, there's just so much buildup. You're waiting for the scary shit to come, and it, like, never does. It's just a big tease. To me, it was could have been so much better. Like, the setting was cool. They had everything in place. It just... It wasn't scary. The nun, the nun itself is supposed to be scary, but to me, it just looks like Marilyn Manson. So it's like not that scary. So there, is there? There's none of those like, you know, she's around the corner, like corner. They'll go in that room, like startling moment where it makes you jump. Uh, not, I, not. I, I, I mean, there was, but it just, it was weak. It was expected. It was. Real it wasn't weak. that surprising. It, oh. it really was. Someone told me it was almost like comedic. You know, I, there was there's some funny stuff in there. I thought, but it was just. Does that ruin the scary movie? No, because one of my favorite scary movies, and it's not really scary; it's more funny. It's called The Frighteners, and it's with Michael J. Fox. I can't believe you're talking about this right Dude, now. Dude, I love that movie. You're such a dork. It's such a good movie. Um, it's one of my favorite scary movies. It's not real scary. It's got a. It's got. Um, a scary plot. It's yeah. It's, it's got spirits and yeah. You know, uh, Jake Busey. Uh, Michael J. Fox and oh God, Bruce Cam Bruce Campbell. Is, uh, I want to say it's Bruce Campbell, but I, I watched half it of it one time for you. Yeah, I love that movie. <laughs> yes, I know. Um, but you know, just the nun. It could it could have been so much better. It really could have. Do you feel your money was wasted? No, because I didn't pay. Oh, yeah. The so, boyfriend? No, Sophia bought my ticket. Oh, what a bum! And she bought me my raisinets and my diet tote. Did you ever used to like throw raisinets at people in front of you? No, why? Raisinets are, oh no, milk duds. Yeah. Milk duds were, they're so hard. (laughs) And you could fuck somebody up. (laughs) 
I, I, oh, dude, I am not the person you want to be in the movie with. I'm not wasting good candy. Oh, oh I think we already talked about it in another episode, but when we went to the movies and that one, dude, it was an empty theater. Oh, and the dude with a huge fro sat this right in front of This motherfucker. No, he no, he didn't have a huge fro. He walked his whole family in front of us. Dude, what movie with all the girls, I forget. Oh, Super Troopers. Oh, okay. I think it was Super Troopers. Yeah. And then he sat right in front of me. He puts his feet up and I'm just like really down his neck. <laughs> I'm like, you picked up. It's empty. Yeah. And you picked the row in front of me. And then you put your feet up, knowing that I can't. Oh, I dug the shit out of him, dude. I forgot oh, about that. Yeah. That was the angriest I've been in the last couple months. Yeah, I, I'm still remember. I'm still. You were pissed. Oh, you were fucking pissed. <laughs> oh, uh, the little things. I swear. The nun. What a bummer. Don't go and watch it. It was not good. I'm pretty sure they're going to take us a, a, a drop in sales because people are going to listen to this podcast. Oh, and I, definitely. We're going to hammer that movie, uh, and it's just going to. Tank. We're gonna put. We gotta go on Rotten Tomatoes. And have you ever gone on Rotten Tomatoes and voted or Absolutely. rated? Absolutely not. I'm going to now and gonna give it the green tomato. Oh, okay. Splat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All what right. Do you, what do you got? Who's who's right? Okay. To find so hey, you? I just watched the Browns Jets game, and the first half was horrible, boring to watch. Fourteen six at half. Boring, right? But Isaiah Crowell for the Jets, X Brown. Is running like a madman. He's doing, he's running harder than I've seen him run in a while, right? He's hitting the hole. He's gashing, and but he he had like no yards. He had like fourteen carries for thirty eight yards. The first half, but so anyways, like I'm saying, he he gets into the end zone. He gets his tub, and he has the most disrespectful end zone dance of all time, which for me one of the most disrespectful ones. And I love the guy, Randy Moss. When he mooned the crowd when in he Minnesota? Mo- right. When he mooned the crowd, people are like, oh, my God. I can't think of another disrespectful other than the T.O. star, which I think T.O. had a different yeah. idea of what it meant, but to the Cowboy fans, very disrespectful. I remember kind of uh, some people trying to do Lambo leaps in d- different stadiums. Yeah. Or This is by far the most disrespectful end zone dance I've ever seen. Isaiah Crowell scores, bends over like, Randy gets the ball, mock, wipes his ass with it, <laughs> and then just chucks the ball at the Cleveland Browns fans. Now, if you get the W, awesome. But the Jets proceed to injure uh, Tyrod Taylor. Yeah. Which is, you think, a good step. Well, the whole crowd's been waiting for Baker Mayfield for the last two and a half weeks. Yeah. And Baker comes on fire. Oh, dude, he was 17 for 23, 201 yards. And they lose, bro. The Jets lose the game. Rookie versus rookie. And, you know, the second half was, it turned into a game. It was fun to watch. Yeah. But Isaiah's touchdown dance now looks really stupid. Yeah, you can't hold on for the dub, and now you just look like an asshole. Oh. (laughs) First Browns win in 635 days or something. Yeah, close to, you know, 30, wait. I don't know want to do the math, but practically two years. Yeah. Practically two years. I think the last time it was against my Niners. It'd be uh, 730. But, and I think someone was mentioning that the actual streak is longer because it was a home game for them. So, I don't know. But someone was saying that now they have to win one away anyways. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, the Browns realistically could be 3-0. and Well, they got it. They had the tie. They, they're playing football now. And I am still sticking with my, I think I went down to four wins. 
So they got 25% of the wins that I said they were going to get. You were still at six, right? Six. So they're moving, and, if, you know, it's impressive. Yeah. And, you know, not the, 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 I thought the Josh Gordon cut earlier this week was like a strike against them. They, I, they, they, they're hit, they got receivers. I, Callaway I think and Landry. I think by getting rid of Gordon... You know, it opens the door for Callaway. And he Higgins. has wheels. Oh, yeah. He's got that top-shelf oh. speed. Oh, yeah. And uh, Baker goes to his tight end, too. Uh, what's and David Njoku. Thank you. Yeah. He's from the U. Yeah. It's it's not the, that where he, I don't know where he's from. It's, I can't I can't mess up these many last names. I know. I, I mean, am just... Because I've, I've done a little bit of research on myself with these episodes, and I just ruin people's names. Yeah. And or I just don't know how to say it correctly. Yeah. Or I'll add a letter. You know, <laughs> but Isaiah Crowell coming from being an ex Brown to disrespect your original team. If he was re- to retire this week or get hurt, he'd only be remembered as a Brown. Yeah, that's and true. And then you can't even go into the city where you played most of your career. Come on, man. Yeah. Ride the bench. Yeah. Great. But hey, let's get into the game a little bit more. Sure. Cleveland won a game. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's give him a. Uh... Air, air, hey, air, air. I've, I didn't know we were, we, this podcast has just hated on Cleveland. We've done a lot of things. They oh, want, yeah. you know, so there's a lot. This is, you know, hopefully it's a step forward in their, for their season as the and Browns. In, and in the eyes of the Hold My Whistle crew, you know, it's like Cleveland, wow, you won a fucking game. But that's kind of big news. Like I said, they should be 3 0. Like the first, they should have beat the Steelers. Their kicker sucks. And oh my God! He he cost them the first two games. How should, right did that kick go? I mean, the first two game, kicks. Oh, and then against the Saint, they had the Saints on the ropes. They came back. They had them. They had him beat. You know, he missed two field goals at the end to lose the game. And it's like, dude, you're an NFL kicker. You got to make that shit. They so, need to find a kicker quick if they want to. I guarantee, if they don't, if it's still him. No, no, they they cut him right after the oh, Saints did they? game. Yeah. <laughs> They, hey, kicker life is not safe. Yeah, they hired a, a undrafted rookie who banged through two today, and you know, for now it looks okay. So Cleveland on the come up with one win in oh, the yeah. books. Well, and Baker's starting now, dude. I mean, we how cool is Baker Mayfield? We watched his post game interview. The dude can handle himself with the toughest questions. He's super composed. He no, you know, he's just smooth. Oh yeah. And I think that's going to speak volumes for how long he might be able to last in this well, in this league. You you brought it up to me, and it's like I had seen it uh, when he went on Colin Coward, and there's this one play I forget. I want to say it was was it the who who were they playing? Was it Oklahoma oh, State? It was, no, it was Ohio State. I think it was when they were playing Ohio State. It could have been. That and, was a big game. You know, he throws this like fourth touchdown pass, and he runs straight over to the student section and he's cheering and Colin Coward is like trying to blast him. Yeah. Trying to say he's not a team guy. Yeah. Cause he's not, he's not celebrating with his team, but he's like, so you're going to bash me on this five seconds where I run to our student section and I'm cheering to our students. And then I go to the sideline and I'm cheering with my teammates on the sideline. So watching him handle that situation and totally turn it, flip the script on Coward like that, you, you know, the dude knows what he's talking about. Oh yeah. No, and just to even see the crowd cheering for Baker Mayfield to come out before Tyler, Ty, Tyrod even got hurt. Yeah. They were, they were hoping for him and, you know, not the way you want to get in, but that's how you get in in the NFL. And he even said that, like, to, to his testament, you know, in his post-game interview with the NFL Tonight guys, 
um, they're like, you know, you came in when Tyrod went down and he's like, he said it. He's like, that's not the way you want to come in because he's our captain. He's learned a lot from him and he's helped him out. But on the other hand, you know, I got a job to do and I got to come in and I got to play. And uh, what's the old lineman, Joe Thomas? Mm-hmm. He's sitting there right next to him and he's like, how did you do it with the starters when you've been taking second reps the whole time? He's like, I've been doing that my whole life. I had to do it at Oklahoma. He did it at Texas Tech. Oh, yeah. And, you know, the, the, dude, the dude's got some shit in his neck. And he, he gets that, that reference to Johnny Manziel, but he's a, to me, he's a much better football player than Johnny Manziel ever was. Oh, yeah. And, you know, he's got that swag about him like Manziel, but he's not out to, like, try and fuck. Like, it's a more team competitive. Yeah, he's not, to, he's not trying to just show himself off. He's trying to, like project it to the team yeah. and you know put those guys something that the team might rally around exactly uh, they might, they're gonna rally around them yeah uh, and, when and you, when joe thomas is like giddy sitting next to baker mayfield after the game you know yeah he he was a a stalwart of that o-line for at least 12 years and probably borderline hall of fame offensive tackle and when you got that much excitement about a rookie quarterback coming to a struggling franchise you know, it it can only be good things. Yeah. And did you see the after parties going on in Cleveland? Oh, dude, the uh, the beer lockers, the, bu- the Bud Light, yeah, the Dilly Dilly. Oh yeah, they have. I didn't know they. I didn't even know that was happening. But they've. It's been happening for weeks, right? I thought it was fake. I, I didn't know it was real. I was like, they're just gonna give them tons of beer. Yeah, they, I guess they opened up as soon as the game was Thursday over. Thursday night in Cleveland. I bet you if we go there right now, what's the time right now for us? It is twelve forty five, so it's three hours back. It's two, two in Cleveland. Yeah. Okay, so two forty five in Cleveland. They're still going. Oh, I'm sure they're going. If that city doesn't burn down tonight because of excitement, they're not partying. Sean, hard so enough. in the game too, because it wasn't like a blowout. I'm sitting there watching with Elise, and you know the two minute warnings happening, and Elise is like, oh, "They're going to totally win." I was like, "Elise, it's Cleveland. Don't jinx them. Don't." They found worse, I they found worse ways to lose games. Sean, and like so, after the two minute warning happens, and there's a third down opportunity, a fourth down opportunity, and in my head because they were moving the ball well, I'm like, just go for it, get the first down, go for it, you get the win, the ball's in your hands, and decide the punt, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this yeah, was, they did a great job, you know, uh, was it Greg Williams, the defensive coordinator, was just dude, he was fired up, and they're looking at him, the crowds. And I'm just like, oh my god! Don't show the crowd. They show up like a father and a son, and not like a young kid. <laughs> yeah. This is like a a, a six year old dad and a four year old son <laughs> who've seen nothing. And but I'm just losing. like, oh, don't do this to these people right now. <laughs> They're like setting them up. Yeah. And so I was like, and they pulled it off. See, my thing was in, on that fourth and one. I'm like, I have Carlos Hyde in, in the big league with Eddie, mm-hmm. and he scored two touchdowns, which is awesome oh, because yeah. that's big points. Oh, on top of that, Carlos Hyde's birthday. Oh yeah, and. He's expecting his first. I think show? right after the game. I don't know if it's first, but he's expecting a baby, and he ran to the hospital. Well, he from X forty nine er. From what I read about him, uh huh. Um, it said his wife was supposed to give birth before the game, and he might be late to the game. Oh. So he had a police escort set up to take him to the stadium. That's badass. And I guess she wasn't dilated, or she was very like minimally dilated, and it wasn't going to happen. So he bounced and he made the game on time, but I guess he ran right over there afterwards. 
And, you know, he was sitting on 99 yards. Oh, the bonus. Looking for that 100-yard bonus. A, you've always gone for that. <laughs> that fourth and one, it's like, come on, just hand him the ball. I need one <laughs> fucking yard. You seal the game, take a knee. I get my bonus plus two touchdowns. It's a good day. Awesome, awesome. Uh, so I just looked up on SB Nation right now. Carlos Hyde rushes to the hospital to welcome his baby after helping the Browns and their winless streak. Uh, let's see. Do we got any stats on the baby? Uh, I'm looking it up. I can't see right now, but it looks like everything went smooth. Well, that's good. Yeah. Good. Carlos Hyde, congratulations on the birthday, the baby, and the dub. Yeah. Cleveland. Thank you for helping my fantasy team. Yes. Which will lead I us right into thought. our next segment. Oh, here we go. Well, no, what do you never thought? Before we roll into Shit to Bed Sunday, you would <laughs> never thought what? That the Cleveland would win a game? Or what? <laughs> oh. Come on, they're not that bad. They, no, they're not. They, this is the year where, yeah. They turn it around a little bit. So to segue back into that, we're going to go into oh, shit, shit. shit the bed Sunday. Here we go. I forgot that Josh Manson. I didn't even forget. I, 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 I wasn't trying to. I, I even wrote it on the paper. I know. I'm looking at it now. All right. So our fantasy segment, which we, which we started a couple weeks ago, shit the bed Sunday. For all you fantasy football fans out there, you know, this is this is a chance for you to vent and just say who shit the bed for your team last week. Hey, so again, Josh got me in this new dynasty league, and I'm loving it. It's a good time. You know, the I'm getting <laughs> trade offers from one guy every week. Every I week. got more, and I don't know why he does it Thursday nights, but I get trade offers every Thursday night. And actually, I think he might have. I don't know if he had a couple of drinks, but he offered me a good one. But I actually had to go up against Josh this last week. And he's doing well. And he's got Ben Roethlisberger in his lineup, who was quite a questionable. That He had the elbow issue. Yep. That son of a gun fucking went off. 50-something points in all. Four touchdowns, one rushing touchdown. He threw for like 360. I have him in the big league. Oh, He carried my team last week. Josh almost put up 200 points on me. And I would... Not not that I even had a good week. It just you, looked bad. He beat you by like 130 points or something? No, not by the end of it because I had a Monday night guy. Oh, okay. That kind of did okay, but it was just, it was over. Yeah. It was over quick. So by proxy, Josh has submitted his shit to bed yes. Sunday <laughs> as Optimus What does Prime by time. proxy mean? Uh, because he's not here. I'm, okay, that's what it means? Yeah. Anyways, and I'm okay. Like, it happens to the best of us. You've had those games where you've been the number one guy and blown someone out. Oh, yeah. And you've had the time where you're like, this motherfucker just went off on me. Yeah. You, you run into the buzzsaw. Every, right. Every once in a while, you just run into the fucking buzzsaw, and there's nothing you can do. Yeah, because don't get me wrong. Is Ben going to have another good game? Yeah, I might one or two. He, he's got two or three of those every year. Oh, yeah. You know? At least. It just landed on me. Yeah, that, and that sucks. Um, but so, I'll give it to Josh. Congratulations. Yeah. You know? And what's great about Josh is that he we have the end of the week um, oh, the review, recap, the, the recap re- in the coaches he's, league. He, he's one of the best. Oh, he does. I'll give it to him. I like to pretend like I don't read it when he brings it up. I'm like, oh no, I didn't see it. <laughs> 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 Sorry. Oh, but he gets down, dude, and he'll write a freaking essay. Oh, you have you he have does to get all, into it. The classic great intro. Yeah, three paragraphs in a. In a yeah, he's got some topic summary. sentences. Oh, dude, he's. <laughs> You know, it's like, Paulo, have, have you ever written a review? I don't write. Even if I did have the opportunity, I won't write it. Dude. I, I know. Well, if I, I'll tell you what. Well, actually, like, you know what? Let's put Josh's out there. 
Okay. We should put. I'll, I'll uh, snap. I'll uh, screenshot Josh's because he. I can't do it. You're, I can't. You're not that I'm not that good at, at, at writing. Jeez, create. Yeah, class. I never took creative writing. Never took it. <laughs> oh shit. All right, so I took public speaking, and I'm still having problems with that. Obviously, <laughs> well, I don't know if we call this public, but to me and you, it's public. Yeah. So, for for my shit the bed Sunday, um, we'll get away from Josh's for a minute because I think we've roasted your team enough. Yeah. Um, I have Lashawn McCoy in two leagues, and the Bills are just god awful. Oh, he's like the best player on the team, and he doesn't get the fucking ball at all. They they let go of everybody. I mean, they started Josh Allen, which I, I get. You need something because Nathan Peterman can't throw a fucking out. Josh Allen's having a tough time. Out of all the rookies, I thought Josh Allen would have a decent start. Oh, I, I knew, how frustrated is that? I, I, I knew I knew he wasn't going to have much to work with. But you know what really set it apart for me was is Buffalo's on the one yard line. Lashawn McCoy gets pulled. Chris Ivory gets the one yard touchdown. It's like he fucking kidding me. Like he's gotten me, he got me like eight points. He got me zero in the big league because he's done nothing. And he's supposed to be out this week because a fat lineman landed on him and like busted some of his ribs. So he definitely shit the bed for me. And another guy that shit the bed for me, uh, Kittle. What is it? George Kittle? Yeah. George Kittle uh, tied in for the 49ers. After a big week last week, nine nine targets, like ninety five yards, he dropped a super, he dropped what would have been like a fifty plus yard touchdown. Uh, he was set to have a big week this week against the Lions. Dude caught like two balls for eight yards. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like come on, dude, don't don't fuck my team like that. He's doing it, he's doing it just to spite me because I started him. <laughs> I, I benched Jimmy Graham for him. What? And yeah. Jimmy had a decent week. It was okay. I mean, to me, Jimmy Graham in that offense just it doesn't work. Um Jimmy Jimmy Graham uh, he he's a he don't get me wrong, he's a fucking red zone beast. But in the intermediate game, you know, Rogers really he's like that third option in that intermediate game mm-hmm. because he's looking for Devontae, he's looking for Randall, even Geronimo Allison. You know, they're trying to stretch the field. And Jimmy Graham in that offense to me is kind of the odd man out. He's never really fit since he's left uh, New Orleans. Yeah. I mean, New Orleans used him correctly. Oh, he was a wide receiver. Yeah. They put him out wide. They're trying to use him like a real tight end, I think. Yeah. And, in in and that's, Seattle. That's just, no, he's in Green Bay. Oh, that's right. I yeah. Know. He was in Seattle. Yes, now he he's was. in Green I know, Bay. I know. But th- those, are, those are my bed shitters for the week. What about you, Paulo? Um, uh, Right now, I'm the biggest bed shitter. I didn't even get in the beds. I forgot about this segment. Um, but I'll go with yours. <laughs> oh, great job. So I just shit the bed. Get okay. the wet wipes out. <laughs> All right. So since Paulo, since Paulo can't come up with anybody from his fantasy team who did. Oh, actually, I guess we'll just use this segment as the Timberwolves. Okay. I'll just go. That's my segment. Here we go. I got some info. Okay. The Minnesota Timberwolves have completely shit the bed. Every single player. So I guess Jimmy Butler screwed Carl Anthony Towns' girlfriend. Allegedly. Sure. Right? There's been pictures taken off the internet, which make it real. Comments deleted. All this kind of stuff. Everyone's into it. Andrew Wiggins, Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, anyways. 
Jimmy Butler's asking to get traded. He's asking for what? L.A. Clippers, Nets, and, and Knicks. Knicks. So, uh, desirable destinations. Right. Not that they're like, is it maybe just for the cities? He wants to be in New York or L.A., I guess, right? I think it's big market teams with money that they can spend. And where, yeah, they got money they can spend, and he could be a premier player still. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so all of a sudden, the social media war happens, and... It's great. It's not. It, I love it, man. It's, it's so it's, funny. But it sucks for the Timberwolves. Oh, it's because so. they, you know, they actually beat Houston one game in the playoffs last year. I think it went five games, right? Five or six games, and they were a solid team. Uh, that Rose was on their team, even right. I don't know if he's still on the team, but he played in the playoffs with them. And now I don't like. Are they even going to be competitors? Ah, uh, dude, they're it's in complete disarray right now. So you got. Carl Anthony Towns uh, accusing Jimmy Butler of infidelity with his girlfriend. And Wait, Andrew Wiggins' brother sends out the hallelujah tweet. Was it Andrew Wiggins' brother? Yeah. Oh, that Jimmy Butler wanted to be traded. And then Jimmy Butler posts a workout video, like firing back at Andrew Wiggins about, you know, low intensity because there's there's a knock on Wiggins that he doesn't go hard all the time. Right, he's got no mortar, he's got no heart. Exactly. And then Steven Jackson <laughs> jumps was, in. This is my favorite part. Yeah, Steven Jackson jumps in and he's just like commenting as if he was Andrew Wiggins talking to his brother saying how, oh, Jimmy Butler plays hard, he's got a lot of heart. I wouldn't do that, man. That's, I, he, he I wouldn't do that. He plays with a lot of heart. And I got no heart. And I got no heart. <laughs> then he goes into like this Wizard of Oz spiel. Oh, maybe I could go down the yellow brick road yeah, and right. find me some heart. Like is that? Uh, was I don't know which one needs the heart. Scarecrow. I need, I need to man. find. I need to find the wizard. Yeah, take me find to the wizard. <laughs> it was. It was fucking and, comedic. And he's smoking a blunt. Yeah. Oh he's, yeah. He's baked out of his mind. You no. Know, it's and it was two videos yeah, because it, then well, there was a response. Yeah. Wiggins fires back. And calls him a bum. Old and a bum. and Yeah. And so then Steven Jackson goes in, do you know who the fuck I am? Yeah. And it's just like, I will fuck you up. Oh, which brings, run into me. Yeah. How old is Steven Jackson, you think? 42, 40? No, he's not that old. Maybe 37, Dude, you got to remember, he was a pacer when they fought against the Pistons and into the stands. Yeah, so he's probably late 30s. All right. We're mid to late 30s, Sean. We're mid thirties. Yeah, here, let me let me let me look yeah. it up. Anyways, well, I, we would not mess with Stephen Jackson. He's one of those guys that'll fuck you up. Fuck, he's not afraid to throw a punch. Well, yeah, let's or talk shit. Let's go. Let's go into it. Basketball guys, you wouldn't want to fuck with. Well, one of the originals for me is we talked about thirty four. Is Charles Barkley? Charles Barkley. Now, maybe you know. First off, basketball fights don't don't look. They're too they're too long and taller guys. And so the punches come out funky. But there are some tough guys. So, like, for me, Charles Barkley, not afraid to fight. Um, I could go into the, the Detroit Pistons of the 80s, you know, with uh, Rick Mahorn was a badass. And who was the white guy? Freaking uh, Lambeer. Bill Lambeer. Don't want to fuck with those guys. couple Celtics, obviously. Dude, Larry would throw down. Oh, yeah. Larry would throw down. Uh, Robert Parrish would, you know. I, I think we have to move away from that genre because everybody, they all fought. They every, all fought. everybody was tough. Well, then we go into our era of like that mid-90s when like Alonzo Mourning would fight with, you know, whoever. It was, I remember the Pacers, the Heat, the Knicks, 
Oh, you yeah. know, the Knicks were a tough team. Well, it was like with the John Knicks. John Starks and freaking, you had, even though he was a point guard, he'd come after you. Oh, yeah. You had like Anthony Mason, Charles <laughs> Mason. Oakley. Oh, you see, the big bodies were scared. Yeah. Oh, and then, well, we were talking about the, let's talk about the, the, the Pistons of the early 2000s that won championships, and you had Rashid on the team. You, you didn't want to mess with Rashid Wallace. No. Like, he was that guy that would just drop bombs on you. Right. Big Ben, big ben would probably be tough, but Rashid better, Wallace. You know who Anthony Davis was scary looking? Yeah. Oh, no, wait. Was it Anthony, the dark Oakland guy? He's, that was another Anthony Davis, right? Well, no, it was Anthony Mason. You know, he was a pacer. And, yeah, Antonio Davis. Antonio Davis. Because they had Dale yes, Davis yes, and yes, Antonio yes. Davis. Scary. Yeah. You uh, know who I wouldn't mess with, even though there was a point guard? I wouldn't mess with Gary Payton. He'd come at Oakland, bro. Yeah, yeah, I guess I, guess I could see that. Um, let's see. Who else is there? That who used you... to throw elbows? Oh, you know who? Carl <laughs> uh, Malone. Even though he's a country boy, he oh I'm sure dude, he was didn't he split freaking David Robinson or was that yeah he split up David Robinson's eye we gave him like twelve stitches. Well, Carl Malone was just a thick beast. Like dude, oh. he was just he looked like hey, a Carl Malone. <laughs> every time that every time I think of that, I think of Jimmy Kimmel doing that shit. Oh, for how many people get in trouble for doing like the the blackface? Oh, and it, nobody seems to Dude, remember Jimmy wait, Kimmel. I, Cal, I, was it was it at, uh, at Polly? The kid got in, like expelled Probably, for doing blackface. I, I think so. And Jimmy Kimmel's like did full Carl Malone. Oh yeah, it was hilarious. Hey, I'm Carl Malone, and now he's a big proponent of not doing it. And it's like, dude, Ugh. don't don't cast stones. Yeah. Um, so Stephen Jackson is. Top of the line. Top He's of that 40, class. by the way. He's 40. 40. There you go. Okay. I was pretty close. Yeah. You right. were. I'll give it to you. Yeah. Who else wouldn't you mess with? What about other sports? Uh, well. Well, let's think of hockey guys. There's enforcers in hockey, every, obviously. Everybody in hockey. Everybody right. in hockey's down to fight. Which brings me to a point. I watched this pretty sweet video on Facebook, and it was in regards to hockey fights, and it had audio. So before every fight... It's like they're, the dudes are talking to each other. Hey, you want to go? Yeah. You want to oh, go? It doesn't hey. take much. Yeah. Hey, the, right? You want to do it right after this? Sure. Okay. Like, it's totally agreed upon. And then they throw down. And then after it, oh, good fight. Good fight. Good job. Oh, yeah. Good job. Like, then they're, they're buddy-buddy after it. And the funniest ones are when the guys wouldn't fight. The guys would drop their gloves and somebody would skate away. Oh, you fucking put, like, the whole team would be calling <laughs> that guy Because they know. The guy that's. The enforcers are only put on the ice to do that job. Yeah. It's like, oh, you fucking pussy. And everybody's just chirping at the guy that didn't fight. And it's just like, oh, dude, that is so awesome. Oh, yeah. And so awesome. You know, there's certain guys like, uh, was it, his name is Mason Crosby, right? The guy for the Penguins? Uh, Sidney Crosby. Sidney Crosby. Yeah, God. But anyways, he used to not fight when he was first in the league. And then he kind of... He's still a bitch. He's still a punk. Well, But I, it's funny. Well, it's, they, it's like they'll go after him. You look at you look at him. He's not going to fight, and he's a superstar. But then you take the Capitals, and you look at a guy like Alexander Ovechkin, who's an award winner. He's got a blowy. Yeah, Ovechkin's that guy that will throw down. Dude, you are the best hockey player in the world, most recognized, and you're still rocking a chip tooth. No tooth. Badass. Yeah. Badass. And he throws, the, he'll throw down. Oh, yeah. He I ain't mean, afraid. He's, he's Russian, first of all. Oh, dude. I don't, I, you can't be a pussy and be Russian. Yeah. If you're a hockey player and you don't like to fight and you're Russian, that pretty much means you're excommunicated from Russia. Okay. What about baseball? Is there any badasses in baseball right now? Uh, right now? Absolutely not. Well, let's talk about what, who's the guy who fought um, from the, the, he was on the Blue Jays. 
uh, and he got knocked out with the glass. Oh, um, Jose Bautista. But, right, he's he's he, down to th- he's he's feisty. Yeah, but he got dropped by Rough Nate Odor. Right. So, but that's probably the one thing I would do. I would fight probably every single time. Not if I was a catcher, but if I was a shortstop or a second baseman, and someone's sliding in the second and not even going for the base, and they're taking out my legs, I'd fu- I'd just go right after them. I wouldn't even. But see, in the in the old way of baseball, that's what that's was technique, expected. Right? That was expected. You did whatever it took to break up a double play. And now with all these soft ass rules, you can't play like that anymore. So, you know, back in the day, it was, it was expected. If you didn't go hard into second, man, you were going to get your shit jumped by your team. Oh, yeah. And then it's like, the only tough guy I can think of in baseball would be Nolan Ryan. We, yeah, and we mentioned that before. He's it's a like, great fighter. Watching, watching some of these baseball pussy-ass fights, it's just like, oh, you know, everybody runs out and there's a lot of pushing and a lot of name-calling. But there's, there's a, there, And again, you have to go to that early 80s, late 80s, early 90s era of like... That I, you know, that guy might, might kick my ass. Okay, I'll, I got a baseball guy, Albert Bell. Albert Bell from the Cleveland Indians. I probably wouldn't want to fuck with that guy because I, there was a time where he was running to second and the guy was in the base bath and he just forearm shivered the shit out of the guy and he like stomped on him as he walked past and it's just like, what the fuck are you going to do about it? Yeah. And like, he's a dude that I could say I wouldn't want to fuck with in there baseball. There you go. Other than that, fuck. All right, and let's, it's football season. Who's right now, current guy you wouldn't fuck with? Ooh, current guy. Indomitian Sue. Indomitian, yeah. Aaron Donald. I think Indomitian has that mean streak, though. Oh, dude, he would fucking stomp you into oblivion. What's his name from uh, Cincinnati Bengals? uh, Oh, uh, Vontez Perfect? Perfect. Oh, yeah. You know he throws down. He throw down, bro. Um, Let's see. I said Trevathan, but I don't... Danny Trevathan? Maybe. Maybe. What about who's a dirty, dirty... Uh, that doesn't give a fuck. Let's see. That's about it. They, they, you know, not too, that, that Mean Street guy is not really, you don't see that anymore. Yeah, that, It's not PC. Yeah, that tough guy mentality is kind of uh, out the window now. Yeah. Everything's a penalty in the NFL. Well, that's that's how our rant from the, for the Timberwolves that led into <laughs> badasses that you don't want to fuck with. Yeah, right? Oh, actually, there's one more badass you probably wouldn't fight. If you're a kicker in junior college, you don't want to run into me. <laughs> Because I'll fight you. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not talking about on the other team. <laughs> yeah. If you're on my team and you're my kicker, you better fucking... Make your kicks or Paulo's going to fight you I'm on the sideline. I'm going to fight you. Oh. Uh, still one of the best games ever. Good moment. All right, Sean. So, hey, NL West. It's happening. It's a tight race. What you got going on there? So, what, we got the Rocket, Rock, <laughs> Rockies, the Dodgers. What's happening? That was a big game. What two days ago? Uh, they had a they had a big series against the Rockies. Puig hit a big one, huh? Three run homer. Yasiel Puig. 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 Um, so going into this week, um, the Dodgers were half game out behind the Rockies with a big three game homestand. Uh, were they? Was it a homestand? I'm pretty sure it was a homestand. But the NL West has been tight all year, minus minus the Padres and the Giants. I mean, as of now, the Padres are 24 back. They're fucking done. Right. Uh, the Giants are 13 back, and they are fucking done. Right. So you're looking at Arizona, Colorado. And, and Arizona's ha- kind of had the lead the whole year, right? Yeah, Arizona, Arizona's been playing good ball. And then, you know, the Dodgers have been getting hot. Um, but with this three-game series against the Rockies, who were in second place at the time, or no, they were, they were half game up on the Dodgers, who were up on the Diamondbacks. 
So coming into this series, I the the Dodgers swept the Rockies, went from half a game back to two and a half games up in the division. And that's insane. It's crazy. Southern California's on fire. <laughs> literally, literally. And then the Diamondbacks are fading. I mean, they're six games back with like three, two, three weeks to go. Uh, the Dodgers have the Padres. Hard to catch up after that, man. Yeah. The Dodgers, the Dodgers have the Padres this weekend, which, you know, in most people's eyes should be an easy two to three wins. But you would you never say can it's tell. because of Manny Machado? Uh, I would say Manny's got something to do with it, but they've been playing good ball. They've been getting some decent pitching. They've been hitting the long ball like crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, do I think do I think they have a chance to win the series, the World Series? They might make the dance, but I don't think they beat the AL because Boston is fucking tearing the cover off the ball right now. And then and another thing is if the Dodgers have to play St. Louis in the playoffs. It's just the Cardinals always seem to have the Dodgers number when it comes to playoff time. Uh, that's it. That's so if, history says no. History says no. To me, it says no. But uh, I don't think that's the biggest concern. I think the biggest concern in the NL is the Brewers. Milwaukee is just fucking murdering people right now. They're coming out of nowhere, middle of the road pitching staff, but their bats are fucking hot and they're just getting it done. Um, do they win? Do they win it all out of the? Do they do they win the the divisional series and the championship series? I don't know. You know they could. I mean, if their hitting holds up and they get enough pitching, I think they'll be okay. But you know, you're looking at like the Braves, the Cardinals, anybody from the NL West. It's just it, it's tough. I really think Boston Boston's the team to beat this year. Uh, they're eight games up on the Yankees in the AO East and they're like 93 and 36 or something fucking ridiculous. Like they're the that. squad right now, huh? Yeah. They're just, they're just that good. Their pitching staff's legit. Their bullpen's good. Their lineup's fucking deep. And it's just, it's, it's going to be a tough, tough haul for anybody this year. All right. Well, you heard it here. Boston. Not L.A. Not L.A. I just don't think they have the pitch in this. But it's, all a fun, their... it's a fun race, though. It's oh, fun yeah. to watch. It is. Like that three-run homer was just... It, yeah, pinch hit. Was it in the seventh inning? Yeah, pinch hit, bomb. But you want to... Let's talk about probably the most underrated California team in baseball. The Oakland A's? The Oakland A's. They're awesome, bro. Dude, they are just doing it with nobodies. I love it. But, they, you know, money ball. That's, that's Mo- how they it's play. money ball. They do it every year. I mean... Well, they a strong run like they're doing right now every couple of years, but you know, you know, they're a farm team. Yeah, they're they, the best farm team you've ever seen. They're they're big dog Chris da- Chris Davis. No, not a big dude, but he's got more home runs in the last three years than every big name guy out there. The dude's just sitting on like forty three bombs right now, and he plays in the worst one of the worst hitting parks in the country. Oakland Coliseum I, is fucking terrible. It, look, I've had some great memories there, but it is, it's janky, man. It's a fucking huge stadium. Oh, it's, you got it's that. never filled. No, it's never filled. It's never filled. Even when it's packed, it's not filled. Well, I'm not talking about capacity. I'm talking about the fences. I mean, to hit a bomb there, the fences are super fucking high, like everywhere. Mm-hmm. And you got to carry like 390, 400 just to get it out. And it's like, you have to hit a bomb to get it out of there dude you got your stadiums down as far as distances oh yeah I'm, 
you know, it's where's where where if you're you know for you if you go on a home run derby where are you hitting home runs at? Um, well, you want to hit in Colorado because of the thin air elevation. Okay. Yeah. Um, Yankee Stadium. Just because it's Yankee Stadium? No, because there's a it's three fourteen to right and so, like three twenty. Let's, let's talk about Boston left. though. Let's talk about the 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 big green giant wall. The Where's green the, monster. The green monster. How far is that? Uh, three thirty, I think. And how tall is it? Uh, Christ, probably like forty feet. Dude, you're the man. Uh, it's probably way off, but it's it's high. What about Chapacana? The Trop. Um, it's you know it's an indoor park. It's you know it's normal three. 350 to to right and probably 335 to left. And so Oakland just shits on all of these places. Oh, it's just so deep, dude. It's fucking huge. Like the power alleys out there. I used to date a girl like that. (laughs) Stupid. (laughs) But then, shh. (laughs) I mean, but, you know, a lot of places these days, you know, is is definitely hitters parks, you know, Uh, outside of like the pretty much the West Coast stadiums, like, Dodger Stadium, not a great home run hitting park. If it's hot outside in a night game, yeah, the ball will carry a little bit, but it's still pretty deep. Um, you got giant, you got AT&T Park. Love it's, that place. You got to hit bombs. I mean, it's fucking deep everywhere. They got that janky-ass wall out and right. Uh, left field. Don't talk shit about the fucking bay. Hey, it All is right. what it is. You know, it takes Barry Bonds. To hit it, fucking home runs to right field. Dude, it is, it's cool when you hit them into the water, though. Well, yeah, you've got to fucking crush it. Yeah. Um, so you got you got Petco. it's Triple's Alley. Triple's Alley. You hit, like, when, the, when they're that far back, I guess, yeah. and you hit the wall, you, got, you make it to third. I mean, another, another one, you know, Petco. They had to move the fences in in Petco just to try and get more home runs because it's just such a pitcher's park. But, but you know, look at that. Three stadiums in California – all pitchers' parks. It's like everywhere else. Let's just hit bombs. Yeah, the home run is back. Yeah, well, it's it's been back. You know, they're saying the ball's juiced and all that, but I think they're every- stitching the leather, dude. It's, it's like a conspiracy theory. Totally, total, total. The, conspiracy the, the theory. webbing inside the ball is different. Oh, it, it's, well, <laughs> whatever it is, that it's no, something. Nobody wants to see a one nothing game. No, everybody wants to come see bombs. Yeah. Everybody and, wants to see and it. small ball's not that exciting. No, it's really not. Yeah, yeah. it might win you some games. But oh, great bunt. Yeah. Oh, great sacrifice right there, said well, no one ever. I'll tell you what. The only time small ball's fun is when you're Ricky Henderson and you're stealing. Oh, yeah. When, well, or even uh, Vince Coleman from Seattle when you steal 110 bases in a year. Right. You know, it's, it's like. That's exciting. Exactly. I'll take that, you know. Yeah. Oh. Um, we got one more thing on the docket for today. Um, let's let's transition out of baseball. Let's go back to basketball just for a quick second. Right, LeBron James uh, posted a picture of four lockers: him, Bugs Bunny, a director, and the producer of uh, all the Michael B. Jordan movies. You know, the Panther, Black Panther, uh, Apollo Creed, or just Creed. I'm sorry, but the you know who Michael B. Jordan is? Yeah, right. Fahrenheit Four Space Jam Number Two. Are you Part excited? Two. Yes and no. I'm going to go with no. I'm, I, well, I'm a fan of the basketball movie. I'm a Looney Tune guy. Yeah. I love, and if they do it right, then, you know, what, if I was doing it, and, okay, LeBron's in it. That's cool because you got to draw the people in it. you, you got to have guy. the most relatable guy. Right. But for me, I'm thinking, get Bill Murray. It has to have you Bill gotta Murray. you got to have Bill Murray. Yeah. You know, you, know, you got to get Taz. I'm a big Taz guy. Mm-hmm. 
You know, what's the pink bunny? She's hot. Oh, I don't know. You got to get her in it, you know. But if, and, and the story's got to be decent, you know. Layla. Is it the monster? Yes. Layla Bunny? I want to say that that was her name. Right. It's not Babs. No. Not Babs. But, you know, you got to have good, you know, storyline. Because well, there's going to be other pros in it, too. There has to be. There has to be other pros. And it's got to be against the monsters. Maybe. maybe. No, it doesn't. But it's got to be. It's got to be. It's just got to. It's Space Jam, I guess you have to, right? It's got to be against the monsters. Or Marvin. I, you know, I'm a huge Marvin the Martian fan. Maybe Martian builds a team. Mm. Do you steal powers again? I don't know. You, you can't. You don't want to steal the old storyline. Yeah, line. you have to. You have to come something fresh, but keep it like along the same line. Now, is you know, and this comparison is going to be you know because they they get compared all the time. You know, what was Michael a good actor in the movie? <laughs> because LeBron's been in a movie or two. My, you know, who's going to be the better actor? <laughs> Michael, nah, Michael wasn't great in that. But, but he's, because the he, movie itself was was what pulled him through, I think. Oh, yeah. And again, Michael had his friends that he pulled together. Like, who's LeBron going to get? Michael's like, hey, Charles, coming out. Patrick. Yeah. You know? Muggsy. <laughs> Muggsy. Cool dude. Sean Bradley. Let's just bring <laughs> Sean, a random white guy. Sean was, but you needed that. T- like, the, I think they drew the, the monsters first. <laughs> and Jordan was like, hey, that's Sean Bradley. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, let's get a... Let's, Larry Johnson. Let's get a 7'6 guy who gets dunked on all the time. Oh man, what a what a funny character! Uh, but no, who's LeBron going to get? Uh, does he have friends? Yeah, he hangs out with uh, Draymond Green, and he hangs out with uh, Khloe Kardashian's boyfriend that used to be on his team, uh, Tristan Thompson. Boom. And who else is his friends? Well, Draymond should be a monster. Draymond should be a monster because he'd be a good one. Let's let's let's. let's here we go. Who's the monsters? All right, so we got Draymond. I think, I think Kyrie would be fun, maybe. Well, Kyrie's got his own movie, Scratch Him. Yeah, he's already got who's, a who's the, who's the mean guard for the Monsters right now? Uh, mean. Chris Paul? I could see Chris Paul. Do you Or do you put... Um, or like a beard? Russell Westbrook? Or, oh, well, actually, that's perfect. Yeah, I think I, Russell Westbrook. And actually, Russell Westbrook is someone I might not fuck with. He might fight me. Uh, I, th- I, think he's, uh, I think he's not as tough More as attitude. he comes oh, across. Oh, maybe. But he would be a great monster. I think he's a monster. So you got him, Draymond. You got Anthony Davis would be a, with a, no. a monster with a unibrow. No, come on. I got a better one. Boogie Cousins. Boogie would be Boogie would be scary. You're Bo- right. I might not fuck with Boogie. Boogie, I won't fight. With or um, what's his name? Zach Randolph. Zach Randolph. <laughs> right. Zach Randolph is someone. Zebo. Um, he's he's one of those guys you probably don't want to fuck with. I think those. Do you two go would make- European alien? <laughs> would you get like a Zaza? <laughs> <laughs> What's he gonna trip everybody? <laughs> Grayson Allen. <laughs> oh, you can't get the mean white guy. Yeah. Um, uh, let's see. Who else would there be? Uh, hmm. Tough, tough, tough guys. You get the beard. I already said James Harden. Did you? Yeah, I said James oh, Harden. I thought we talked about Christmas. Um, yeah, I don't know. That'd be fun to see who who becomes the monsters because I really don't care. Yeah, we know LeBron's in it. Yeah, you but know it's, every, it's everyone else. You know they're gonna win. Oh yeah. And LeBron's going to become a Looney Tune. Yeah. Great. Wow. But everything else, and then, does Jordan make an appearance? Ooh. The Ridge. Why not? He's got to have is, some kind of ownership on the actual Space Jam. Is Danny DeVito in it? Because he was, he was the coach the in voice, the first one. Hey, Danny DeVito is great, and he's still pumping out funny. I'm glad Always Sunny's back. I haven't watched any. I haven't, but I'm, I'm ready to just... Binge watch, uh, yeah. Maybe have a six pack, yeah. You know, maybe that's what I watch uh, when I get my uh, 
my my paternity leave. <laughs> I knock out some always sunny in the middle of the night, you know, when yeah. I'm feeding the baby. There you go. Yeah, that's something I'm planning for. Okay. You know, what should, guys, you know, any uh, old series that I could knock out while I'm on paternity leave and binge watch, let me know. Ozarks. I'm about to start that right after this. Yeah, Ozarks good. Uh, let's see. What else is good? And you're all caught up on Game of Thrones. You could always watch that again. Always watch Game of Thrones. Ballers. Have you watched Ballers? I have watched Ballers. I haven't watched this last season. Uh, I like Insecure. That's a good one. Yeah. There's going to be something on Netflix. There's so many Netflix originals. Oh, I know. There's, it's just, it's ridiculous. You can't, you can't keep up with all those. Yep. Well, all right. So that was it for Space Jam and upcoming TV shows that I need to knock out. Yeah. I I hope it's good. Yeah. I I don't know. My expectations are super low on that, but I think that's going to do it for today. Will it be better? Will it? Well, it might be done, but I wanted to say real quick, I want your take. Well, have you seen Uncle Drew yet? No. Do you think it's going to be better than Uncle Drew? You haven't seen it. Just, just. I mean, I've seen I've seen some previews for Uncle Drew. It it looks okay. Uncle Drew looks okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say it's good. Does he, look at Uncle Drew has old players, a couple new players. It's got Reggie. Is he gonna Miller. have a better cast than no. Space Jam? No. Shaq. It's got, uh, no. It's got Shaq. Leslie. Le, uh, Lisa Leslie. Well, no, no, no. I'm saying Uncle Drew has ha- a better oh, cast. Yeah. I think Shaq. That's what it, I'm saying. It, it's got Reggie Miller. It's got Shaq. Lisa Leslie. Robinson, uh, Nate Robinson, Nate Robinson, uh, Kyrie Irving. I mean, let let's be honest. Yeah. What what is Space Jam two gonna do? It better come with it. It, it like it's got to come it, with at least Space some Jam of the names. one had R. Kelly in the soundtrack <laughs> before he peed on girls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't be an R&B singer on the Space Jam two album. You yeah. might not have. They're, they're gonna look into your career. Your, it might be career suicide. <laughs> it could be. Uh, all right. Well, hey, that's another episode of Hold My Whistle. Uh, I'm Paulo. I'm Foy. Let's hit the music. Can you blow my whistle, baby? Whistle, baby, let me know. Girl, I'm going to show you how to do it. And we start real slow. You just put your lips together.